Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Let's pray real quick. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the gift of, of your son Jesus and the sacrifice, but we thank you that he didn't just stay in that grave, but that he rose again. And Father, and that we can have life in him and that we can have life more abundantly and we can have peace and we can have hope. And so, Father, I just have a strong feeling this morning to pray for encouragement, Father, for maybe maybe some of us have had a hard week and and like things have hit us like 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 just hit our hearts and made us low. So, Father, I just ask that you'd encourage encourage those folks and just just lift their hearts up this morning and show them how much you love them and how precious they are to you, Father God, and that that they're not alone, that they have you with them and they have more than you with them. They have a family here too and and around them. So we thank you for that, Father. Holy Spirit, speak through me and we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. It's nice to see all you guys' bright and shiny faces so early in the morning. I'm a cowboy. Like, we don't get up till noon, right? So for me to get out here this early is like stretching it. You know what I'm talking about? And so so I was praying, and uh, God's kind of got me in a direction right now. And so, so like, real, I'm real strong in Ephesians right now, and, like, I, I couldn't figure out exactly why. And but God keeps hitting me back with it, right? And he, like, I'll be like, are you sure I'm supposed to go there? And then someone will do something, and I'll be like, yeah, like Cindy, she's been listening to Jesus too, you know? <laughs> and so, so up here talking, and I'm like, man, that's one of my scriptures. He's already reading my scriptures, you know? And so I was like, cool. It's funny how the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. <laughs> I know, it's almost like he's God or something, you know? And so we sat down and worry about all this stuff, and he's like, ah, don't worry, just chill, I got you. And there's like, oh, but, but, but. and he's like, watch, I'm going to just move and work things out for, for your favor, right? <clears throat> so I'm going to get start back in the middle of Ephesians 1, but I want to read this, and I'm going to go, I'm going to try to get here. I'm going to try to cover at least three, two and a half, three chapters today, which would be a miracle, <laughs> right? Because this is so rich. Right. And so just like coming into this, it's like like I read that and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. When you really can get a, a, a picture of what's going on right here. I mean, I mean, it'll curl your toes. You know what I mean? And so it just it's so exciting. And so if curling your toes is a good thing, so I mean, you may not want your, you know. But you know what I'm talking about, right? It's really exciting. So I, I love I love this. And um I'm going to start in the back, or in this, and I'm going to go to the front, and I'm going to keep moving. But it says this. Um, all, oh, by the way, too, um, we um, um, Jim's really good at the videos and the cast and on our website. Like, the, is it podcast or what is it? Or it's the sound, something like that. So you can listen to it on the website. So like, I was driving in my car with my wife, and my sister texts me. She's like, hey, we just got a new Range Rover Velar. I was like, I looked at my wife, I was like, 
how, that's like my dream car. How did they get a Range <laughs> And so I text her back. I was like, congratulations, that's my dream car. I'm really happy for you. I'm not sure I was real, real happy for him because I'd been <laughs> real, real happy if it was in my driveway, right? And I was like, that's my driveway. I was like, and she texts back and she goes, ha, ha, ha. She, she's like, we really didn't, but we've been listening to your, um, <laughs> to your sermons every week. I'm like, they haven't been telling me that, right? And so my sister and my brother-in-law has been listening because they can't always get, get out to church. So they're like, well, that'll be our church. And then they're telling other people about it. So anybody out there who's listening in Oklahoma, you're welcome. (laughs) I'm representing you well, right? So anyway, I'll get to preaching, okay? So it says this, now now to him who is able to do, by the way, my point is, if you you miss church or you want to go back and recap something and can't follow me, you probably can't follow me on that either. But at least you can rewind it and have a better chance uh, catching up, right? And you can tell your friends about that, too, because that's such a great asset. And, like, you see, like, Jim's videos are phenomenal. Like, I've seen that video he did when, when you guys did the mission offering giving and stuff like that. That's phenomenal. And so we have that asset, so we should take advantage of that. And so, so yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> cool. 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 I'm just encouraging here. Right? So, Ephesians 3.20, which has already been read, kind of stole my thunder a little there. Thank you for that. It says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I love this scripture because cause, uh, we're, we're real good at the now to him they will do immeasurably more than all that we could ask or think. And I've quoted that for all my life. Right? And then I skipped that part according to the power that's at work within us. And it's almost like we diminish or minimalize that, that second part because there's a key to it. It's like he's working in us to do and to will and, and to grow us and to make us know who we are and how important we are and, and to him. Like he's like, well, how important we are to him. You know, they're just one of those fluffy, you know, fluff, fluff preachers. No, I'm not. The Bible says that Jesus got for God to love the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. I think that's in Revelation, right? <laughs> no, it's John. John 3, everybody knows. He loves us so much that he gave his only son for us. He paid the highest price possible for us. That makes me valuable, right? And so then Jesus, Jesus died, and he raised from the dead, and then God sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes, and Jesus said, it's better that, that I go because the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. You know, something, there must be something real important about the Holy Spirit that Jesus has more confidence and says, it's better that I go away because he'll be here with you. Right? And so there must be something really powerful about that and real, really important about that that I think we min- minimalize so much of what God's given us and what God's trying to do in our hearts because we don't look at it in, in um, a more inductive way. Right? And so it's important to, to dive into these scriptures and look into these scriptures and kind of see, see where, where we're, we're going because sometimes we just can't hear. Right? 
And um, we see it. There's words being spoken, right? But we're, we're not understanding and we're not, not quite hearing, right? And so I'm going to start in verse 7 in Ephesians 1, 7. It says, in, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, and according, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us, on us with all wisdom and understanding. Okay? He's, he's like, I didn't just give you this thing and not give you wisdom and understanding. I need, I need wisdom and I need understanding. And I need to know what to do and when to do it and what and, and stuff like that. But there's more to it. And he made known and he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. Now what's that mystery? I'm glad you guys asked. <laughs> but we're not there yet. Right? That he purposed in Christ. To be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth under his feet, one head, even Christ. In him we are also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything. I know I'm going over some stuff again, but faith comes by hearing, and that word hearing means hearing and hearing and hearing. And I know there's a great foundation in this church, and I know it's, I know, I know from years ago, and from then from Pastor Chuck, and from, I mean, this is a phenomenal church, right? But but there's something that I, I want to, the Holy Spirit wants to start with, and wants to get in us, and and, uh, and that's where I'm going. So, and it's in conformity with the purpose of His will, in order that we who were in the were the first to hope in Christ might be praised. Of his glory, and also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. You know what? It's like going to the bank and making a deposit, right? And when you go to that bank, it's guaranteed up to like $250,000, right? And as good as what the government is on replacing it like that, right? Depending on what country you're in, right? But there's a guarantee. But we have a deposit. Jesus left a deposit. It's the Holy Spirit. And it's guaranteed, right? You can go to the, you can go to the bank and cash this check, man. It's like, like the Holy Spirit's with us, and, and he's walking in this life um, in us and through us and, and moving in us. And it's important for us to know that. So, so he's, like, he's not God Jr., you know what I'm talking about? Like, a lot of times we look at Jesus, oh, that's Junior. And then we look at the Holy Spirit, well, he's the Holy Spirit, you know, he's kind of handy to have around. You know what I'm talking about? But, but there, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are just as much God as the Father is. It's one God in three persons. Do you hear what I'm talking about? You, ha- you, ha- you have, have Jesus in, you're living in Christ, and you have the Holy Spirit in you, and, and and, and Jesus said, said, I'm one with the Father. And so we're one with the Father. And, and we're moving and being and, and having a relationship with him. And then, then we're like, wow. Because that's all we can do when we really get that revelation of what's really going on inside us. Because like, it has nothing to do with religion. And it has everything to do with the relationship. Do you hear what I'm talking about? I ain't got any time for religion. Religion wastes my time. Right, because I, I can tell you I'm not good enough, and I never will be, on my own. 
but when Jesus died and Jesus saw the good in me and the Father sent his only son, I know, hey, he's good enough. And I'll take his payment. And you know what? I'll step in. And as he is, so am I here on this earth. And I'm in Christ. Now, I'm not perfect yet. Ask my wife. Right? But when he sees me, do you know what he sees? He sees the blood covering me. And I have full confidence to go to my daddy and say, hey, dad, here I am. My son calls me a lot. Thank you, Jesus. Right? I have a great relationship with him. Like, like I probably talked to him seven hours this week. And it's wonderful, right? And so, but we, we can just talk. I mean, we can talk about anything. And so, so, um, <clears throat> so we, uh, Linda had the afternoon off yesterday, so we went to Costco, and I'm walking around Costco, and my son calls, and he's like, like, hey, Dad. He, and he's been married like a year and a half, and he's like already so much smarter than I am. <laughs> Right? I'm sitting here looking at Linda saying, man, when are you ever going to figure out I'm right all the time? And he's just so humble. He goes, man, I ain't got this figured out, Dad. And, you know, and I'm like, man, are you sure my you're my kid? I was like, yeah, you're my kid. You're, you're that good looking. So I know that works, right? But he's like, hey, Dad. He goes, he goes I was just thinking. He goes, we were doing this marriage study when, with this priest. And he was saying that, that a, a big part of the reason that marriages fail is because, because of money and sex and communication and stuff like that and 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 he's like I think they're wrong I was like oh you do I, I was like like um, why do you think they're wrong he goes I think they're 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 a cause but I don't think they're the root I said well what's the root and he said unmet expectations I said man you're so smart like I mean, you can get this cause that's going right here, right? And so we can go to the doctor and say, you know what? I've got a fever, and i got a runny nose, and i got this. That's, that's a symptom, but it's not the cause. The cause is you got a cold, right? So, so and, and I think a lot of times we, we kind of do like Western medicine does a lot of time, modern medicine, and we try to treat a symptom instead of going right to the root cause. Do you know what I'm talking about? And so he says, yeah, some expectations. So he said, now I'm just talking to my wife and saying, hey, what's your expectation for me in this manner? And what? I'm like, who are you? <laughs> How did you get so smart? Right? And so, so um, it really made me think, and, as, as I, uh, and, and it made me rearrange some of the stuff I was doing. And, and it's like everything else we do in life. There's an expectation that we have in this situation or for this situation or for this person. And then we put our expectation on those people. And then they're like, what in the world's happening? That's not what I expected. Right? And then we get mad. Right? We got a nice house. Like, we, we lived in a little trailer for, you know, two years in the middle of a horse pasture. Right? But God blessed us and put us in a nice house. We got a four-bedroom house, and it's big. And so... Um, a lot of our friends will come by or, they'll, or people talk to us and like, how, how come you got such a big house? It's just two of you. I'm like, how are you ever going to afford the heat and this and that? I was like, you know what? That house is well made. My, my utility bills have been cheaper than it was in that trailer. <laughs> but I was like, you know something? We prayed and believed God for that for years. Do you hear what I'm talking about? We're like, like, you know what? That was what our heart's desire was. And God blessed us with that heart's desire. And we're like, 
you know something? If people don't like it, talk to God about it. He's the one that blessed us with it, and we're comfortable there. And then we got four kids and five grandkids. We got room for everybody when they're there. And that's what we wanted, a place for our family. And so we're like, you know something? You know? Don't put your expectations. Maybe you just want to live in a little one-bedroom or two-bedroom house. We've done the little bitty thing. Like, 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 my wife's awesome, but sometimes I don't need her that close. <laughs> and having her that close, now we got like plenty of room for her to get on the other side and me to get on the other side. You know what I'm talking about? But people will put those expectations on you. And that's what they're aware of and what they would live in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to live in that. Maybe in your heart, you may want, want a 20,000 square foot house. If that's in your heart, go get it. Right? I have no problem with it. Right? Or you may want to live in a trailer and go around the country. Go do that. But that's your expectation. But what we do is we do that with God too. Right? We'll read something, and it might be just a little bit out of context and a little bit out of where we want to be, and we're like, oh, man, God, uh, that's not how I think you should do it. (laughs) Anybody give God lessons on how to be God? (laughs) Like, let me give you this lecture. You're not doing this right. Am I the only one who's ever done that? (laughs) Come on, someone raise their hand and bail me out. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of you are lying. (laughs) Right? You know what I'm talking about? So, so, so we, got, we get these expectations of God that, that are, aren't what God's saying because we've taken stuff out of context, right? So, that, so like, um, I have, like, like, it's like the older I get, sometimes I get wax building up in my ear. And it's kind of embarrassing to talk about, but, the whole, but I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me that way. <laughs> So I'm sorry if it scars you for life, <laughs> right? But like, and then I, like I can't hear real well. Well, at first it used to bug me because my wife would talk to me, and it's more in my left ear, which, which was a little damaged anyway. But um, she'll say something, and I'll be like, "What?" She's like, "You didn't hear me," and I was like, "Well, I don't want to tell her the truth because sometimes I do hear her. <laughs> it's just I didn't want to respond, <laughs> right?" But I was like, no, I didn't hear that because of my ear, you know. I blame it. She's like, you really need to get that fixed. And I was like, oh, man, I guess I need to get that fixed, right? So I went and helped a lady with a horse, and I've been working on that horse since it was young, and it's like 27 years old. So I've been up here 20 years, and I've been working with that horse for 17 years. And uh, the owner always gives me 10 bucks because she lives down here by Chick-fil-A. And I love Chick-fil-A. Does anyone else think Chick-fil-A sent straight from heaven? <laughs> Amen? And so, so, so I, get, I get, man, I can hear when you tell, talk about Chick-fil-A or something like that. My ears all pop, up, pop, pop open. So, so here I am. I go to Chick-fil-A. She gives me 10 bucks for, for lunch. And so I'm driving through the drive-thru. And I'm thinking, man, I need to, need to find this stuff that, that gets the wax out of here because, like, it's Valentine's Day and I want to be able to hear my wife coming up. It was, like, Thursday. And so um, I get out of Chick-fil-A. Is there a picture? Can you put that picture up? So I'm like, God, what do I do? (laughs) And it was like God gave me a sign. 
anybody ever looked for a sign? And then God's like, here it is. European Wax Center. Next to Great Clips, which I never figured out it was a haircut place. I thought they sold little ships in the bottles for the longest time. Right? But so I go in there. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I can get the wax out of my ears. And so I walk in. I mean, look at the name. Now tell me. European Wax Center. They have to be experts, right? So I walk in. Excuse me. Yes? Are, are, um, do you guys do wax stuff here? Yes, yeah, so we specialize in wax. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, like, you know, like this may sound like a funny question, but do you like wax ears? Or do wax stuff with ears? And she's like, we can wax anything you want. And I'm like, that is way more information than I need. Right? But I was like, well, I'm having trouble with my ears. And uh, like, I need some, some wax stuff done. She goes, we got a wax. And not only, and, I, and it's like, when we do the wax, it'll remove all the hair from your ears. I was like, now that's a bonus, right? Because, like, the older I get, like, I've got good hair growth, and I always have. But I, it was, like, 28 before I could grow a mustache, right? I actually could grow, like, this peach fuzz stuff. And one time I went and got some of that mascara. But it was dark black, and so I painted it like this. Well, the problem was I didn't have enough hair, so it bleeded down underneath my mustache. And it takes, like, months to come off. So I walked around looking like Adolf Hitler, you know, for, for like three months before it come off. And so I was like, you know, this hair thing's not so good. So I like it. now the older I get, I'm surprised because like I got hair growing in places it's not supposed to on my face, like in, out of my nose and, and on my ears and out of my ears. And so I'm like, hallelujah, this is a two for one. Right? And I'm like, you know what? What? She, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, we, we take a, a strip and we lay it across your ear and we leave it there and then we'll pull it. And when we pull it, all the hair. And I was like, what about the wax? Will that come off? Well, yeah, that comes off with it too. It's like, great. They were not on the same page as I was. They do not have the same thing, right? Because they are not trying to get rid of wax. They are trying to add wax. And then they rip it off, and like, like, I won't have hair on my ear for three years now. <laughs> right? So it, like, totally messed me up. So, so what happened? I had an expectation that they were going to get the wax out of my ear because I seen something. I had a sign from God. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But I didn't interpret the sign. But my ears look really good for my wife on Valentine's Day. Right? I don't want to know what they do about the noses. I mean, good Lord. Right? But I had a sign from God. Right? What happened? That's the way it was supposed to be. That's the way that, that I had this expectation it was going to be. But it wasn't like that. What happened? See, I kind of had it out of context. Right? 
And that's why I always talk about it's important for us to keep the scripture in context. Because if you take the text out of context, all you're left with is a con. And that's what I got. Right? And so we come into here and we come into the Ephesians and to the Ephesians, Ephesians or whatever. I'm from Oklahoma. It's Ephesians. Right? And here God's giving them and talking to them. And and Paul saying this, he said, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Hallelujah. That's great. That's great if you're a Gentile. But back then it wasn't real great if you were a Jewish person. Right? You know, Acts is like our history book, right? And, and so we see Acts and we see, see on is Shavuot. It's the same day that it's, we call it Pentecost. It's the same day that the Ten Commandments come down from the mountain with Moses, right? 3,000 people were killed, Right? But on the day of Pentecost, it says they were in a car. It says they were in a Honda Accord. (laughs) Right? And the Holy Spirit falls. Right? And it says 3,000 people were saved. Right? And then we go on a little bit farther. Right? And we're seeing all these miracles. We see this lame person get up. And then there's this chick named Dorcas. I mean, who would name their kid that? Right? And Peter's like, get it. Get up, Dorcas. And she gets up and she's healed. Right? And so, so then we go and we see Peter and like he's having this dream and then there's like this sheet that comes down, right? And the sheet comes down and there's all these animals that you're not supposed to eat, right? And so, and it happens to him three times and God says, get up and eat. And he says, no, I, I won't eat that. That's unclean. And God said, don't call unclean what I've made clean. And we always think that's about food until we read on and see the context what's happening. See, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out, and it was the birth of part of the church, the Jewish people. That was during a Jewish festival, right? But here comes a dude named Cornelius, and God sends Peter to him, right? And, And God's like telling Peter, you know what? The Gentiles, they're they're my people too. I've adopted them as sons and daughters, and Jesus died for them too. And there's this great mystery that Paul's, um, that they're talking about here in Ephesians. He's saying there's this great mystery, and what is this mystery? This mystery is that God didn't just come and send his son for the Jews as their Messiah, but he also came and sent his son for everyone, Jew, Gentile. It doesn't matter who you are. He sent his son for you. And up to that point, the Jewish people were like, no, 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 we're chosen, right? Kind of like the difference, there's this family, they had two boys, one was adopted and one was born, and they were having a fight, and the, the son who was born said, said to the one, he's like, you know something? He, go, he goes, he goes your, your opinion don't matter because you were adopted and I was born. The adopted kid looks at him and says, yeah, but mom and dad chose me. They were stuck with you. <laughs> Right? That's the attitude we could have. So here, here are the, some, some of the Jewish people were really pious, and they're like, it's only us, and it's only for us. And God's saying, no, it's not. 
Don't call unclean what I've made clean. And now we see the birth of the church. And now we see, see them, you know, the Holy Spirit falls on them. And now they're like, what in the world is going on? These are Gentiles. This isn't supposed to happen. But God says, no, no, no. This is my plan. I wrote about it and talked about it from Genesis all the way up till now. The prophets were talking about it. I'm put, putting hints about it all the way in Genesis and Exodus and Le- Leviticus and Numbers. And now here's the fulfillment of that in the birth of the church. And it's an important date. Because up until that day, no Gentile had given their heart to Jesus. And so he says, now you're not just Gentiles. Now you're just not common. Now you're just not ordinary. But now you're sons and your daughters and your joint heirs. And, and you're just as much Abraham's seed as any Jewish person. Praise God. We should. Hallelujah. That makes you heirs to every promise that God gave Abraham and to the covenant. And that's good news. There's nothing common about you. So you can look at the pretext and look at the stories and look at all these things, but if we don't really get a glimpse of just how great God is, then we'd never understand. And that's what God's saying. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. He went above and beyond what their thinking was, and now they're getting excited. Woohoo! And then, then he sends Paul, right? Knocks him off his horse, right? Sends him the dude that was holding. Stephen's coat while they killed him. Think about that. The, the dude that was going to, to wipe out, he was going to catch him and have him kill the people who were in the way. Right? He thought they were in the way, but they were of the way. And he found out that he was the one that was in the way. Right? God did a great work and sent him. And now we're reading about about him all through here. But it's a great mystery that Jesus died for you and he gave his life for you. Man, why would he ever do that for me? I know, because he loves me. Whew. I got two minutes. So let me wrap it up. Man, I'm just going to finish out one and then I can get us to two. Start over. (laughs) For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Huh. That's kind of weird. He wants us to know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. You know what he's saying? You're not common. You have an inheritance just as much as anybody else. They sang that song, Come Home. 
You know what Jesus is saying? Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You're not going to do it on your own. It's going to get hard, and it's going to be like anybody ever ran in quickscanned or ran in sand. I mean, it's like you're just going. And it's like it feels like you're not going anywhere. That's what it's like. God's like, come home. Come home. Just come to me. Just give it to me. Give me your heart. Give me your mind. Give me all you have. That's it. What you said that testimony was? Man, just I give up. You can have it all and watch what he does in your life because you'll never be the same. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all you do for us. And we just love you. Just strengthen our hearts, Father, and let, it, let us know how good you are and how much you love us. And we give you the praise and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.